Welcome on to the Backstretch. I'm Heather Williams of WCYB, and this week we are headed off to the road course in Watkins Glen. Road courses are fascinating to me because I kind of call them the new short tracks. There's uh, a lot of emotions that usually come out at the road course because it's become so difficult to pass on those, and because the drivers have gotten so much better than they used to be that it's much more competitive. For those of you that are my age or older, and I mean age as far as following the sport, um, you remember the road course ringers. I mean, there would be races where three or four or five regular drivers would not show up. And instead, a team would put a Ron Fellows or a Boris Said in their car to try to get the most points for the owner's championship. Well, now that individual championship, that driver's championship has become so important and every point such a big deal because of the way the playoffs are structured that that just doesn't happen anymore. The guys have gotten better, much more accomplished in road course racing. Almost every guy can go there and win almost every week and strategy plays such a huge part in it that these races have become incredibly entertaining because there's just so many different guys up front. So be interesting to see uh, how things go this weekend in Watkins Glen, and we'll talk about that with Chris coming up a little later on. Also, another peg this week dropped in the silly season, as it were. I don't think it's a big surprise, but Ryan Blaney signing an extension with Penske Racing, so he is officially off the market, although I don't really think he was ever on the market. I mean, I think it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to stay at Penske. Uh, The biggest domino in this whole thing out there is still lingering. That's Kyle Busch. Uh, there doesn't seem to have been very much progress this week in his attempts to either re-sign with uh, Joe, Joe Gibbs Racing or head somewhere else. So thankfully, we have Kyle this week on the backstretch. We'll talk to him about that. We'll also talk about his desire to stay racing until Brexton is old enough to race, which I think is so cool that that he's thinking like that as a dad. So uh, we'll talk to him about that and also just about this season and trying to find a little momentum as they go into the postseason. He has, does have that win at Bristol, so he's in the postseason. But, you know, that win was kind of a gift. I talked to Kyle in Victory Lane at Bristol, and he told me it was a gift. So I'm sure he'd like to get some some really good runs that are, you know, more traditional wins or, or traditional top runs uh, to feel a little momentum going into this postseason. So we'll talk to Kyle about those things as well. But first, let's talk about the week that was with Chris. I'm joined, as always, by our crew chief, Chris Carrier, who also happens to be the crew chief for the number 75 food country truck in the Camping World Truck Series. So, Chris, we talked about it last week, and here we are. Kevin Harvick went back-to-back races, and the rest of the field should be worried because they seem to have awakened the sleeping giant. They're, if they weren't worried last week, they're worried now. Um, this this guy has apparently between he and his crew chief, Rodney Childers, who I think is maybe the top crew chief in the Cup Series, uh, have found what it takes. They have they have found the buttons to push with this new car to make uh, Kevin Harvick comfortable inside the car and be able to run good lap times for a long time and that that's that's what it took Saturday or Sunday at at Richmond that's what it took because this is a 
very slick racetrack. Uh, it's deteriorating pretty quickly now, it looks like, and sliding around a lot, and Kevin Harvick's like, I can handle this better than anybody, and I think they found what they need, and they are going to be tough to beat from here on out. So, Chris, there was another fire inside a race car this week, even after NASCAR made some changes to try to prevent it from happening. Is this a bigger problem than we realize? And coupled with the hard hit that Kurt Busch took that kept him out of the race car for several weeks, are there some serious concerns about the safety of the next-gen cars? I, 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 no pun intended, but Heather, where there's smoke, there's fire. And um, this, this stuff kind of keeps happening. Uh, even with the, you know, the wheels coming off, which that doesn't seem to be as big as issue now, but some things have to be ironed out. We've, we've got to do some searching and figuring out what's going on here and, and make, some, make some changes to, you know, because so many people have over the last, since, let's face it, since 2001 when Dale Earnhardt died, a lot of people have put a lot of time, a lot of effort, uh, a lot of study, uh, and made a lot of gains in the safety of our drivers and of our sport, the people on pit road, and uh, the safety workers and everybody involved. And uh, this year, I think we've taken a fairly considerate step backwards and uh, got to get on top of it. You know, there's reasons for this. There's reasons. It's not all just coincidences. And I think it will happen. I think drivers and teams will get involved with it. And I think NASCAR will listen. And I think they'll get their engineers involved in it. And, you know, still, it's, it's the first year for this car. And it's a whole different ball game. So got to get, get uh, on top of it while the teams are trying to figure out how to make them go fast and last a long race. Got to keep them safe also. So it's a team effort. So we'll see. Hope so uh, sooner than later. Two races to go until the playoffs begin. Just 15 winners still. Ryan Blaney stretched out his lead over Martin Truex Jr. for the final spot in the playoffs. Kurt Busch is also on the hot seat if we get two more winners. So, Chris, who takes the final spot or spots in the playoffs? Well, uh, road course coming up this week at Watkins Glen. I do not know if there will be a new winner. There could be. Uh, I think the odds are that there won't be. But then after we go from there, we go to Daytona, which is going to be a hotbed of opportunities for a lot of people. And we feel like, you know, there's Bubba Wallace. We know what he can do on speedways. We know what Ricky Stenhouse can do on speedways. There's also guys like Chris Buescher, and there's uh, Eric Jones. Martin Truex, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm just, I don't have much confidence after, after this weekend's race at Richmond. I did not see him step up to the plate in a place that he's pretty good, so I'm not writing him off, but I'm writing him off. <laughs> and uh, I think one of those, I think somebody else will um, will we'll, uh, take that 16th winner spot. And, uh, you know, it could be Ryan Blaney. That's the thing. He could win a race, too, easy. So I, I think it's... I'm, uh, I wish I had time. I would go to Daytona myself. But I'll tell you, I'll be sitting watching because that, that, that's going to be... The next two weeks are going to be pretty exciting, pretty, pretty suspense-filled to see how it goes to get into the playoffs and, and see what happens from there. NASCAR hits the road this weekend, taking on the Glen. I know it's a little bit different of a road course than others we've run this season. What's the keys to finding victory lane this week? 
Heather, Watkins Glen is like a right-hand dominant road course intermediate track because that sounds crazy, but it's like a uh, almost all the turns, the dominant turns are all right-hand, the ones that you have to be good in to make speed. Um, and speed is is pretty high at Watkins Glen. The, the layout of the racetrack lends to some pretty uh, pretty long pretty long straightaways that that give high speeds going into mostly 90 degree corners. Okay, the I think it's turn number six. I think is a is like a more of a 180 right right hand corner that goes around with a little bit of banking. But these things run pretty fast. So with that, you, you know, to get stopped, you have to have really good brakes. Um, arrow will be an issue this weekend. You think that's crazy because road course, you don't ever think about it. But these things run pretty fast at Watkins Glen. Uh, the same things, pitch strategy will come into effect. Saving your stuff, saving your brakes, trying to save your tires also will come, come into effect. Um, I love Watkins Glen. I love the area. There's a very beautiful place to be, and it's it's just a real racy racetrack to me. And I think you'll see a lot of that this weekend. There will be some bumping and banging and pushing out of the way. Man, it's close to playoff time. The intensity is up the roof here, and it, it's you know people are going to be looking to punch that ticket. Maybe there's a pitch strategy or something. Somebody comes up, hits on just a right setup that can actually be that 16th winner, you know, or an also, uh, a winner with one win that gets his chances a lot better. So going to be an interesting weekend. Joining us now is Kyle Bush, driver number 18 Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. Thanks for joining us today. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. Um, you guys last week, man, it was kind of fun to watch at Richmond. I don't know how much it was, how fun it was to drive, but to see you guys just battle and scrape especially when you guys have had a, bad, a lot of bad luck in recent races. How good going into the playoffs was to show, was it for your team to be able to show that you could battle and get up there and get out with a good finish? Yeah, I mean, for us, obviously, the, the bad luck string of races here of late was, uh, was not something that we were hoping for. Um, you know, leading into the Nashville race, I believe, a month and a half ago or so, we were uh, the number one average finish of the season. You know, we were super good, and then we fell apart and some other guys got hot. So obviously we um, have fallen down the rankings a little bit, but, but trying to stop the bleeding in order to be able to focus forward on the playoffs now being locked in and everything resets and we can go forward to hopefully race for a championship. It seems like it wasn't just you though. It feels like all the Toyotas kind of fell off with the exception of maybe Bubba over this last group of races. Um, do you think that maybe it is just bad luck or is there something to when one person starts to maybe fal uh, falter a little bit it kind of gets contagious in a bad way? No, I, I definitely wouldn't say that. I would, um, you know, argue Denny's probably been one of the best, most consistent Toyotas. He's also had some bad luck uh, on some finishing and things like that. But Bubba has been running well, has been finishing well and, um, you know, showcasing good runs. Christopher Bell won the race at Loudon there a few weeks ago. So um, I'd say the, the 19 and the 18 are kind of the, the worst off, if you will, just not looking the best right now. But, you know, um, Obviously, everybody wants to turn that around and, and get themselves into a position where we can race for a championship. I know the 19 right now is on the outside looking in, so hopefully they can have a strong run in the next couple of weeks, get a win, and, and get themselves locked in. For you guys as a team, the next two weeks, 
Um, I know you're pretty good at road courses. I know you're a good super speedway guy who hasn't had the best of luck at super speedways. So what do you look at the last next two weeks trying to kind of continue that momentum going into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, we haven't been the greatest at the road courses this year. So, um, you know, just being able to go through that race and Watkins Glen's one of my favorite road courses that we get to go to each year. And we've always been fast there. So would like to think that, um, you know, we'll, we'll have some speed and we can at least contend and, and get some top top 10 finishes in the stages as well as the as well as the end of the race just to kind of keep our point total going in the right direction um, again not to not to keep bleeding so um, that's kind of the biggest thing and then you go into the wild card race of the season finale at Daytona so anything can happen there I know that uh, probably going through the contract stuff's been a little tough, but it seems like you've been able to compartmentalize that. Like when you're at the track, you, you talk your business when you're on in the car, you talk your business, you know, you take care of your business in the car. Is that age or is that just been there, done that before with contracts? I mean, what's the difference this time around? Oh, no, this is definitely a, a whole <laughs> new world. Um, you know, I've, I've been in this position one other time. It was about 15 years ago uh, when I was going from Hendrick Motorsports over to Joe Gibbs Racing. And so, um, you know, it's, it's stressful. It's not fun, but, um, you try to just do the best job you can. And, uh, obviously if you're on the racetrack winning races, the rest will take care of itself. Uh, changing to a much happier subject. Now, I love watching your son go through his racing journey. What's it been like? I know this time of year, you're probably not as involved as involved as you would like to be because you're racing, but what's it been like watching him fall in love with the same sport that, that you fell in love with? Uh, it's awesome. You know, it's super interesting and, um, you know, really enjoy seeing what what he takes out of it and what he really gets from it. And so he has a great time being able to go hang out with his friends and, and do all the stuff that he gets to do. So it's really cool to to see that part of it and um, to have him something that he really enjoys doing is, is awesome. He's only seven years old, so we've got a long runway ahead of us, hopefully, that he's able to do what he wants to do to fulfill his racing career. So looking forward to that. And um, yeah, I mean, chasing after trophies, we, we got quite a few the last couple of weeks and, um, you know, he's been doing a super job. So we're back home now for a little bit with uh, some racing back at home and finishing out a couple of the point series things that we're doing around here. So um would would like to see him finish strong for the year and then we'll go into some special event stuff in the off season i thought it was really neat the comment you made last week about already looking forward to it's about 10 years off but having the opportunity to race against him when and if the opportunity comes how cool would that be to to to, to race with him in a truck yeah i mean that that's the dream of mine anyways and uh, i'm not sure if it's his dream but i'm i'm pretty sure if he understood what that was that that he would be all for it so um, you know, just trying to put all the pieces together to make sure that that happens and hopefully that it does, you know, it's just a matter of, of, uh, of time, you know, obviously of being able to see him progress. And if he gets to that point, you know, there's been other drivers, dri driver's sons and, and children that have raced a little bit when they were younger and they kind of fell out of it. They lost interest of it. So, um, we'll see if Brexton keeps strong on that, which so far he has been. Awesome. Um, let me see if there's anything. Oh, I wanted to ask you one, one final question about we're almost done with the regular season in the next gen car. Uh, I know it's been a steep, steep learning curve for everyone. And they're even when it looks like a guy's about to pull out and be dominant, like it looked like Chase Elliott was going to be, it seems like this car seems to suck you right back to earth and right back to the pack. I mean, do you see how it's evened out the field? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you just, every week you kind of go into these races thinking that, you know, you've got a shot to win. You're a good driver with a good team and, and, good crew chief things like that and then all of a sudden it's like wait wow we we just got our butt kicked by somebody else doing something better than what we were doing so 
um, it, it's interesting for sure. You know, people are learning this car all day long in each and every week and trying to figure out what, what makes it tick, what makes it go fast. And so that's been the most interesting part in, in seeing what everybody's been doing. Joining us now is Kyle Bush, driver number 18 Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. Thanks for joining us today. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. Um, you guys last week, man, it was kind of fun to watch at Richmond. I don't know how much it was, how fun it was to drive, but to see you guys just battle and scrape, especially when you guys have had a, bad, a lot of bad luck in recent races, how good going into the playoffs was to show, was your team to be able to show that you can battle and get up there and get out with a good finish? Yeah, I mean, for us, obviously, the the bad luck string of races here of late was uh, was not something that we were hoping for. Um, you know, leading into the Nashville race, I believe, a month and a half ago or so, we were uh, the number one average finish of the season. You know, we were super good, and then we fell apart, and some other guys got hot. So obviously, we um, have fallen down the rankings a little bit, but, but trying to stop the bleeding in order to be able to focus forward on the playoffs now, being locked in, and everything resets, and we can go forward to hopefully race for a championship. It seems like it wasn't just you, though. It feels like all the Toyotas kind of fell off, with the exception of maybe Bubba, over this last group of races. Um, do you think that maybe it is just bad luck, or is there something to when one person starts to maybe fa uh, falter a little bit, it kind of gets contagious in a bad way? No, I, I definitely wouldn't say that. I would um, you know, argue Denny's probably been one of the best, most consistent Toyotas. He's also had some bad luck uh, on some finishing and things like that. But Bubba has been running well, has been finishing well and um, you know, showcasing good runs. Christopher Bell won the race at Loudon there a few weeks ago. So um, I'd say the, the 19 and the 18 are kind of the, the worst off, if you will, just not looking the best right now. But, you know, um, Obviously, everybody wants to turn that around and, and get themselves into a position where we can race for a championship. I know the 19 right now is on the outside looking in, so hopefully they can have a strong run in the next couple of weeks, get a win, and, and get themselves locked in. For you guys as a team, the next two weeks, um, I know you're pretty good at road courses. I know you're a good super speedway guy who hasn't had the best of luck at super speedways. So what do you look at the last next two weeks trying to kind of continue that momentum going into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, we haven't been the greatest at the road courses this year. So, um, you know, just being able to go through that race and Watkins Glen is one of my favorite road courses that we get to go to each year. And we've always been fast there. So would like to think that, um, you know, we'll, we'll have some speed and we can at least contend and, and get some top top 10 finishes in the stages as well as the as well as the end of the race, just to kind of keep our point total going in the right direction. Um, again, not to not to keep bleeding. So. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing. And then you go into the wild card race of the season finale at Daytona. So anything can happen there. I know that uh, probably going through the contract stuff's been a little tough, but it seems like you've been able to compartmentalize that. Like when you're at the track, you, you talk your business when you're on, in the car, you talk your business, you know, you take care of your business in the car. Is that age or is that just been there, done that before with contracts? I mean, what's the difference this time around? Oh, no, this is definitely a, a whole new world. Um, you know, I've, I've been in this position one other time. It was about 15 years ago um, when I was going from Hendrick Motorsports over to Joe Gibbs Racing. And so, um, you know, it's, it's stressful. It's not fun, but um, you try to just do the best job you can. And uh, obviously, if you're on the racetrack winning races, the rest will take care of itself. Uh, changing to a much happier subject now, I love watching your son go through his racing journey. What's it been like? I know this time of year, you're probably not as, as involved as you would like to be because you're racing, but what's it been like watching him fall in love with the same sport that, that you fell in love with? 
Uh, it's awesome. You know, it's super interesting and, um, you know, really enjoy seeing what, what he takes out of it and what he really gets from it. And so he has a great time being able to go hang out with his friends and, and do all the stuff that he gets to do. So it's really cool to, to see that part of it and um, to have him something that he really enjoys doing is, is awesome. He's only seven years old. So we've got a long runway ahead of us, hopefully that he's able to do what he wants to do to fulfill his racing career. So looking forward to that. And um, yeah, I mean, chasing after trophies, we, we got quite a few the last couple of weeks and um, you know, he's been doing a super job. So we're back home now for a little bit with uh, some racing back at home and finishing out a couple of the point series things that we're doing around here. So um, would, would like to see him finish strong for the year. And then we'll go into some special event stuff in the off season. I thought that was really neat. The comment you made last week about already looking forward to it's about 10 years off, but having the opportunity to race against him when, and if the opportunity comes, how cool would that be to, 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 to race with him in a truck? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the dream of mine anyways. And uh, I'm not sure if it's his dream, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if he understood what that was, that, that he would be all for it. So um, you know, just trying to put all the pieces together to make sure that that happens and hopefully that it does, you know, it's just a matter of, of, uh, of time, you know, obviously of being able to see him progress. And if he gets to that point, you know, there's been other drivers, dri drivers, sons and, and children that have raced a little bit when they were younger and they kind of fell out of it. They lost interest of it. So, um, we'll see if Brexton keeps strong on that, which so far he has been. Awesome. Um, let's see if there's anything. Oh, I wanted to ask you one, one final question about we're almost done with the regular season in the next gen car. Uh, I know it's been a steep, steep learning curve for everyone. And they're even when it looks like a guy's about to pull out and be dominant, like it looked like Chase Elliott was going to be, it seems like this car seems to suck you right back to earth and right back to the pack. I mean, do you see how it's evened out the field? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you just, every week you kind of go into these races thinking that, you know, you've got a shot to win. You're a good driver with a good team and, and, good crew chief things like that and then all of a sudden it's like wait wow we we just got our butt kicked by somebody else doing something better than what we were doing so um it, it's interesting for sure you know people are learning this car all day long in each and every week and trying to figure out what what makes it tick what makes it go fast and so that's been the most interesting part in in seeing what everybody's been doing for my final thought this week, I want to talk a little bit more about Ty Gibbs. Chris and I talked about it in our little segment that we do, but here's my deal on Ty Gibbs. Like him or hate him, the kid can drive. Regardless of who his grandfather is, it could be Joe Gibbs, it could be Barry Gibbs, it doesn't matter. Like, the kid can drive. He jumped to an ARCA car, was competitive immediately. He jumped to an Xfinity car at a part-time season and won multiple races. He jumped into a cup car, having never been in a next-gen car, finished 15th at Pocono, having never driven one of these cars, and they're completely different than Xfinity or ARCA cars. The kid's got talent. It's just a matter of time before he's in a ride, and no matter who he was, he would be in a top ride. Now, of course, he's going to drive for his grandfather, but it's not like this is some kind of handout or gift. I don't really think that anybody wanted Ty Gibb in a cup car this early, but circumstances being what they were and the injury to Kurt Busch, the contract uncertainty with Kyle Busch, you might as well see if the 19-year-old's ready, right? Because if he's ready... Throw him in a car, and you've solved that car forever until Ty doesn't want to drive anymore. He's not going to drive for anyone other than his grandfather, more than likely. I mean, the whole thing with Dale Earnhardt we know about and, and Junior, and actually it was really between Junior and Teresa, but you know what I'm saying. Um, 
more than likely he's going to drive that car until he retires. So if he's ready and you have a spot, he's definitely the best option that's out there for Joe Gibbs Racing. But I'm I'm just tired of people talking about he's only getting this ride because of who his grandfather is. Bull. Bull. Watch. Open your eyes. See what he does when he's down on the track. Obviously, the kid can drive, and he deserves this opportunity. That will do it for this week on The Backstretch. We'll see you next week. Thank you.